Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. and welcome to another episode of Pit Stop Fracker. Today we have a special episode in store for you where we're going to be going through the 2022 driver lineup, what we all predict. So we've not got all the cast views, we've got, we've got five of our views um, up on screen for you. Um, for those listening on audio, I'll be sure to read them out so you're not missing out on any of the fun. Um, to join me with me, to join me today, I have Kunle, Kwame, Richard, and Celia. Kwame, let me come to you first. How are you keeping, mate? Um, and I, I might as well ask you as well, Kunle. Uh, two two Chelsea fans on the back of a cup final loss. How how are you keeping? Well, me, I've just recovered from yesterday. It was a crazy game. Um, uh, Nico has again this loud because um, of the, uh, you know, we're not going to talk about it too much. Um, I don't get too angry right now. I'm trying to look into the future of F1 uh, driver lineups. So hopefully, uh, Champions League uh, two is time to get better. Even today, the women's hopefully they play better than the men's. Because nice to hear, mate. Nice to hear. And and you can lay. How you keeping? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Life is good. The sun's up. Nadal's just won another Masters one title. Masters one thousand title. So yeah, I don't know what happened yesterday, but yeah, we're here. We'll, we'll keep it moving. And uh, in, in in case our listeners and viewers hadn't noticed already, Celia is with us today. Line of Duty is finished. Uh, Sergio Perez was probably watching Line of Duty as well these past few Sundays, considering his performances since the start of the year. But Celia, how are you keeping? I'm fine. I've been hearing all of you lots talking about Perez, but it's okay. Um, I'm back and I will be here defending him. Always. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. You know, he's 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 come out with a few bold statements ahead of Monaco. Um, hopefully, we'll squeeze some time in today to go through that and um, assess his performance since the start of the year. Um, last but not least, Richard, how you keeping, mate? Yeah, not too bad. No, not too bad. May I be kettled as well. You know, with the Allison last minute winner. You know, somehow we might. If that if that ends up being the case of us blagging top four, then boy, we eating good. But Anyway, enough about football. Let's move on to yeah, so four and one option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get stuck into it. So, like all um, great businesses do, great firms do, we like to get our job and our work done early. 
So we sat down this week. We thought, you know what? Let's look at what the potential driver lineups that there could be for the 2022 season. Um, and if if you are watching us on the YouTube, you can see we've got up on screen uh, a list of all the drivers and teams that, that we think will be for the 2022 season. And of course, if you are on the YouTube, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button for the purpose of those for the purposes of those who are listening via audio. I'll be be sure to read it out for you. Um, we might as well just get straight into it. Um, just just to say, we did actually all do this separately, so I don't believe any of us actually yeah. sat down and saw what any other person was doing. So these yeah, are all very our very good point. predictions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This was all done independently um, with. With, with no form of bias there, we'll, we'll put it that way. Um, so the first one that we have is we might as well look at all the teams who we think is going to be no real movers from 21 to 22. Um, let's, let's touch on Red Bull. We, we might as well. Um, we all uh, said that Verstappen and Perez will continue to race for Red Bull in 2022. Celia, let me come to you first on this. Um why did you think it's it's still going to remain that way? Obviously, Max is is is, is going to be pretty secure, but um, what does Perez need to do to stay there? Do you know what it is? I think he needs to improve on his quality. I think um, the first race was a bit off. Um, I think he had car issues and his quality wasn't great. And then the next race, he had an amazing quality, and then um, just. He messed up the second race. I'm not going to lie to you guys. He did. Third race. Are we in? Is this? Is was last week the third race or the fourth race? Are we even keep losing? Last track? week was the fourth race. The fourth, yeah. So the the third yeah. and fourth race, he didn't have amazing qualies, and he got stuck behind cars. Last week it was behind Ricardo, and that really, really, really um like hindered him I think that if he had got if he had managed to get past Ricardo earlier he would have done far better but so I think that his main thing he needs to work on now is having a quality that's very very good and then once he has that good quality it's about like working on it he's very good at doing recovery drives but at Red Bull that's not what you should be doing what you should be doing is qualifying what strong like you should be it should be one two three four like it was it was one, two, three, four at one point, but he was on medium tyres. I think, was it signs that was on softs? But he just needs to secure and make sure that the start is brilliant. I think once he has that, his middle driving is fine. It's that quality and that start that needs to be, like, on point. I think that's all he needs to do. Um, I think he's, from what I've read and what I've heard from coming from the Red Bull team, they're happy with his pace, his race pace while racing. It's his quality that they need him to do better on. From what I've heard so far, they said that like how he's working with the car, even the way Max um, relates with him, you can tell that there's a bit of respect. I don't know if any of you have seen that, but that, that was me. But maybe maybe I'm biased. But like even when he wanted to talk to him after the race about the car, I think he truly does think that Perez understands racing. So I think that they've probably got a relatively good relationship as well which I don't think Max always gets with drivers in general so I think um yeah that's that's why I've put it that's why I've still put him there because I still think that we're, we're early in the season he can fix these things and if he fixes them it's going to be fine that's that's what I think yeah so I mean obviously it would be nice from Red Bull's point of view if he was qualifying between fourth and first because 
if he's there at the start of the race, he can help influence the strategy. And I think if, you know, if he was there at the business end of the grid, he could have helped, especially in the last race. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to come to you on this, Richard. What does Max, oh, not Max, Max is secure, whatever happens. What does um, Perez need to do to make sure he's there next year? Because we, you look, we, we've all predicted Perez to be there next year, but um, it's not a nailed on certainty. If you kind of see where I'm coming from, what what, what does he need to do? Um, to be honest with you, um, he just needs to try and get as many top four finishes as he can, really, and try help Rebel and the constructors. Really, with obviously with previous with Albon and Gasly, their form was very much up and down. Most well, mostly more down more than up. With Checo, he's kind of proved himself over the midfield rather than like the last eight, seven, eight years that he is a capable driver. And you saw with, you know, the pink Mercedes that he was even able to get fourth in the championship uh, last year. So with a lot with a lot faster car, do you would hope, you know, if there's not too much of a case on the second Red Bull seats, that he will be able to at least challenge the mix. You know, even get a couple of podiums as well. Even, you know, sometimes even like he did at, I think, Imola, I can't remember what it was, where he out-qualified mm-hmm. him, Max, as well. And, you know, the way the two of them just kind of, like, ganged up on Lewis, that sort of thing. You know, that's the sort of thing that um, Red Bull wants. They, they want him to separate the the makes all the time. They want to gang up on him, Lewis, all the time. So I think it's, as long as he puts in, I'd say, you know, top, top off, it, well, yeah, like top five finishes in terms of where he's finishing the races and whatnot and looking good in the constructors. I'd like to assume that he should be safe for next year. But you know, the thing yeah, is, I, I agree with you, but um, the reason why I go back to the quali is because that's when they can put kind of the most pressure on when, when he's starting in the top. Because first race in, he started behind, had a great recovery drive. I think he came fifth or something. I think yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that didn't, but that doesn't help Red Bull. And I think that's that's the problem with for Horner especially. Like in their head, all they're trying to do is beat Mercedes or make life difficult for Mercedes. It's great having a great recovery drive. It's great coming even if he came for like last last week's race. If he didn't get stuck behind Ricardo, he could have caught up to um, Leclerc, Leclerc and and overtaken him and gotten into like fourth. I think it was or fifth. I think he was fifth and he came fourth or sixth whatever the case may be, but he would have been closer, but it still wouldn't have helped in terms of the strategy that allowed Lewis to do um, to do the two-stop instead of the one-stop and take that risk. Yeah. So I think so I think that's yeah. why I'm saying that in terms of how he's helping Red Bull, he needs to qualify and he needs to be in the mix from the start. That's the one thing Bottas does. As much as I don't like him, that is the one thing he does. Quality, he always turns up. He's always there. Second, third i mean last last when, when was it two races ago when he came fifth when he qualified as sixth or something like that and that was the first Thanks, time yeah. yeah and that was first time since 2018 technically he's he's very reliable in that sense and i think perez needs to be that kind of reliable even if you're not amazing at race pace even if you're not amazing at all the things which he is i think he's a better driver than bottas but mm. when it comes to quality you're not doing what Bottas does, which would benefit Red Bull as it benefits, as we see it always benefits Mercedes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, 100% agree. You know, Perez needs to be there or thereabouts, especially for the remainder of the season, because it looks like it's going to be, you know, a, a slugfest between Hamilton and Verstappen. So 
those secondary drivers, Bottas and Verstappen, not Bottas and Perez, are going to be crucial for for that championship battle for for the drivers as well as the constructors. So, look, let, let's see how that pans out. We all have said Verstappen and Perez for next year. We might as well go on to another uh, nailed on certainty that we think, um, and that's the McLaren lineup. Um, we think that it's going to be Ricardo and Norris at the helm. You know, Norris seems to be fairly stable there. He's doing really well this year. Um, Ricardo's getting to terms with the car. You know, um, Kunle's giving him till next week. I'm giving him till November to uh, step up. But um, Kunle, let, let, let me come on to you for this. Um, it seems like Norris is obviously um, their star boy. Um, what do they both need to do um, to make sure that they have a seat in McLaren next year? Um, to be honest, I don't think Norris needs to do anything to have a seat in McLaren. He's the he's probably going to be the face of that team for a while. You know, British, young. He has he has his Twitch thing, so he brings in fans for them. Most people that watch Norris probably just watch him because of his Twitch. And you know, the boy can drive a car. He's a good driver, so he has that. Yeah. Going for and for Danny Rick, I mean. To be honest, I put Ricardo there because contract like based on his contract, I think he signed a two-year contract. That I think so based on his contract, he's gonna be there next year, and he has he has the abilities to be. I I put him, you know, there's the Lewis tier, and then the next year is just right there. I think on his good day, he, he gets podiums, he gets race wins when when he's having a good race. He's, he's quick, he qualifies decently. I've been, I've been, I've been shining the light on him, you know. But people are saying I've been a bit too harsh, but probably because of the standards that I sort of set for him as a racing driver for the past, you know, three years for the past three to four years, I've set him, I've put him on certain standards. So um, let's see. I, I don't think, I don't think he really needs to do much. I just think he needs to just get used to the car, and maybe post summer break we might see a different Ricardo. I mean, we're starting to see a different one. He had a solid last race last time around. So if the car is working well, I don't think he would he would need to do anything spectacular. Now the question the question would now be maybe for 2023, does he does he need to do something next year to be there for 2023? Because there are gonna be more drivers around, there are gonna be more, you know, new rules and new cars and different things. But for now, I think I think both of them are safe right now. Yeah, I think that's fairly locked in you know there's there's no real debate to be had at McLaren uh, he's just come in this year Ricardo very very strong possibility that he'll also be there next year as well um, we might as well turn our attentions to Ferrari another team who we think there's going to be no movers or shakers there Kwame let me come to you on this um, Leclerc he's, he signed that, that that bumper contract with them Science has also come in this year he's shown a bit of promise uh, Leclerc also this week Okay, and, and th those of you that are watching on YouTube, I have spelt Ferrari incorrectly. Please ignore that. It was my rush in typing in Ferrari. I was I was, I was too busy thinking about Allison and Liverpool. But yeah, um, there is two R's in Ferrari that I've missed out. But yeah, any, anyway, Kwame, let, let, let me come to you on this. Um, with regard to Ferrari, are we seeing a bit bit of improvement this year? Um, especially on last year, we can see that. And, and do you reckon they're going to be challenging uh, in, in Monaco, as Leclerc has suggested. 
Um, so with Ferrari, I feel like they have made improvements this year. Um, this year, they're currently fourth in the constructors' uh, race, which is a big improvement on last year, um, where they were on pretty sure sixth, uh, seventh. Um, they're sixth in the constructors, so they've made improvements and they're currently fighting um, McLaren at the moment to be the best of the rest. Um, so yeah, they've been constantly getting points. They haven't got a podium yet, even though last season it was all for them to still got a podium. But I feel like Ferrari making uh, leaps and bounds, and I feel like the lineup they've got is uh, one of the best in the fields. Um, Leclerc, we talk about Verstappen being a Jewish talent, but Leclerc is definitely up there. Um, he's in the worst car, and he's done well in his performances and science, even though know, he's just joined the team. Uh, he has been up there with, with Leclerc. So I do feel like uh, Monaco, especially as well, it's Charles' home Grand Prix. They could be doing well. Um, and even, but again, with Ferrari, I mean, they, they've been known to be doing better um, in qualifying and they're one lap uh, pace race as well. And especially with the track uh, Monaco, where there's very limited um, opportunities to overtake, that could definitely go well um, for them in their, um, that could definitely go well for them in the race. So, yeah. Yeah, um, it'll be, it'll be a home, yeah, it, it will be a home Grand Prix for Leclerc. So, be interesting to see what what happens in Monaco. Might be a bit too soon, um, but he did say that he expects them to to, to be challenging, um, and obviously for for all the work that they're doing back at the factory to be paying off um, in yeah. the short term. Any more Wait, thoughts on Ferrari, guys? Wait, Leclerc signed a lifetime contract, didn't he? Uh, exactly. oh, yeah. Well, basically, it, it, it was a five year contract, but yeah, okay. basically that's, I think that's Sainz has got Sainz got two Sainz had two years, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think, I think contractually, I don't think Ferrari are gonna dump signs. It's not that bad of a driver to dump him one year later. I think they're still gonna give him that one year, and whatever happens, a lot of these secured seats are only secured up until the end of next season. Not even, not this yeah. season. Up until the end of next season, that's when most of the secured seats are secured. Then I think signs and maybe Ricardo might just start watching, watching their backs from you know from next year because. All of these teams have like drivers in other places or other pockets. Like I know Ferrari have like four possible drivers that could fill in a second mm-hmm. seat from the academy, and yeah, we'll see. Yeah, mm-hmm. the academy is stacked as well at the moment. Um, we'll get them, get them there, but they've got drivers like uh, Schumacher, Isla, um, Schwarzman, yeah. and Armstrong. But even then, I don't think they're. I'm not sure if they're ready now to get a move to the first to the first team. They even had an issue with Giovinazzi, who was who's limited with Ferrari. Um, so even the Canyon Travis there, the chest chest driver, but even he, I even though he's I don't really personally we'll get to that alpha male section, but I don't see him, even something like that, I don't see them being comfortable being the first to in the first or second seat, especially when you've got drivers like McClure and Science doing well. And yes, even though they came sick last year, they they got two good drivers now. Yeah, yeah, he thought he was gonna get the sit ahead of time. He did, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think that's I think that's I think he was very much um delusional if that's what he thought. No offense. Um I think that <laughs> sorry, I just think that's delusional. There's no way. Um Le- like Leclerc and Leclerc is a kind of jun- not junior driver. Leclerc and Norris aren't junior drivers, but they're not they they haven't been around for like long, long, long. I think Sainz and Ricardo. I think sometimes you know like how when um 
Aston Martin brought Vettel and I couldn't understand. And I get you guys said, oh, because he's won championships before. He's got that. He's got that knowledge. I think some teams do want that one stable, that person that's got the know-how, that you know that even if, like say with Ricardo, it it was unheard of before coming to McLaren that his teammate would out-qualify him. Or that he, those kind of statements that you make, you don't make them about junior about junior people. So I think that their seats are safe, yes, because of contracts, but also because of what they've done in the past. Like even Ricardo, I think moving on, he is going to have better races. Last week was an example of that, and even in, the, in in interview, I think it was him and Hamilton. And Hamilton said, you've got a good car, you need to pull your finger out, mate. Like, literally, because even if Hamilton's talking to you like that, it's because he he's thinking, no, but you're a good driver. I, th- these are people who are proved known good drivers. Signs puts in solid drives, even when he was at, was he not at McLaren? He was at McLaren. Yeah, yeah he was at McLaren. Yeah, he was putting in solid drives. Even coming into Ferrari, he was cute. When, what cute? He's always qualified, top 10. Like, he's always been... He's looks yeah. comfortable. He looks there like there about, well. yeah. So I yeah. just I don't think I think for for a while I don't think that they will want to go so junior that they have two juniors or or yeah I, that's my personal opinion. So that's why I think that they're pretty safe. Those people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think Ferrari's pretty safe. They both got the contracts there. There's no real reason to suggest why. Though again, there will be. Um, any change at the Scuderia. Um, the next team who we think is uh, locked in is Aston Martin with Vettel and Stroll at the team there next year. Now, I think as much as the other three were a bit straightforward, this is where, you know, you get into a bit of murky waters, a bit of a grey area. Um, Stroll's going to be there. He's, he's, he's daddy's boy, isn't he? And um, according to some... Wait, Anik, 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 Anik. Don't do straw like that. Is that his boy? And he's okay, also... No, got... Wait, hold on. He is also a decent driver. Stop he, it. He, Don't do he, it. He, he's, he's a decent driver. He's a decent driver. He's a decent driver. But okay. regardless of if he's decent or not, his seat is still locked in, right? Definitely, he's the number one driver there. You know, I but mean, why is he the number one driver? Tell, 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 tell us, tell us where you stand on Vettel. What was, what, why is he, why is he the number one driver there? I have this theory. I might be wrong. Tell us your theory. I might be wrong, but Vettel was brought in to make Stroll look amazing. That's that's my thing. Stop it. That's my thing. Like, check the stats. I don't like, you know, I'm not even arguing. I'm not even arguing. Check the stats. For 15 million? Really? Yeah. Well, however much he's on? And a bit of clout. Some, some, I mean, Stroll don't get paid, right? It's his daddy, right? It's his inheritance. Matt said he don't get paid. You know, he's going to inherit the team at some point. So. Matt said he's doing an internship at Huston Martin. Yeah, that's, that's, that you know. is such an expensive. <laughs> that's such an internship. expensive. Um, it's just such an expensive cost to make your son look good and at the end of the day um what's his name the dad he is not a he's a businessman at the end of the day when it comes down to it he will crunch numbers as much as he loves his son i think that um 
Chelsea is safe because of that. I think the only thing that's saving Vettel at the moment is the fact that the low rake, um, the changes that were implemented this season that have affected low rake cars more than higher rate cars is the only thing that's actually kind of keeping Vettel in the like, giving him more of a grace, in my opinion. That is and his history because honestly. Like, even Otmar, all the time, he's, like, making digs at the the change and how it affected them. And obviously, because they copied Mercedes the last time, they I don't think they know, have the know-how how to come, how to um, make up for the speed that they're losing based on the on the low, based on the changes that have been made. But, um, no, I don't, I don't agree with the fact that um, it should be, like, Stroll, Vettel's there because Stroll, to make Stroll look better. I have to disagree. Yeah, I, say, I mean, be... yeah, yeah, go, go for it, Kwame. What I was about to say, if that was the case, that'd be a pretty expensive uh, mentorship, a uh, pretty expensive take your son to a uh, work day, um, which uh, is suggesting. Um, listen, I feel like he brought him in because he thought like Vettel had the experience, four time old driver of the championship. We can get onto him and question him, but he saw he saw the records there, so the accolades, and he thought it's going to make the strides to the team closer to. Uh, the top two that they thought it was going to be and hasn't been the case sadly this season so far so we'll see if they improve or not but yeah yeah i think in i think a lot of us would would have based these predictions on the fact that you know aston martin will get better as, as the season goes on uh as cc celia touched on already we have made some uh they have made some changes to the car and you know it, it remains to be seen whether they will um, fight their way up the field because they're not doing that good well at the moment. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. The next team that I think we should turn our attentions to is Alpha Tauri, Alpha Tauri, whatever they're called, second second string Red Bull. Um, what we've said um, for them is that um, Yuki Sonoda will remain. Um, however, there's a bit of movers and shakers here. So for the purposes of our audio listeners, Rich has gone for Sonoda and Lawson. I've gone for Sonoda and Albon. So it's Kunle. Kwame said Sonoda and Gasly. So to remain with the current lineup. Um, and, and Celia's also said the same. Um, so, so the one constant is uh, Yuki Sonoda. So you could well um, use the analogy that he who shouts loudest gets heard. Or maybe in the case of Yuki Sonoda, he who swears the most gets heard um it seems fairly nailed on that Sonoda is going to be there next year but I want to come to you on this um Kunle you said Albon I said Albon as well um we feel as though he can make a comeback next year why is that yeah they're bringing me they're bringing him back out of the special I mean it's facts is facts the doctor does not like Pierre Gasly you know it does not speak well of Pierre Gasly, and I think Pierre. Ga- I think this is like Gasly's final year contract, or Gasly's. I think his contract is coming to an end, or something like that. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they get rid of him for you know for Albon. And I think I feel like I feel like Christian Horner believes in Albon a lot. Like he has that faith in him, and all all the reason why he's not in F one this year is just to take him out of the spotlight. You know, let him go do something else. 
drive the simulator, do, you know, do like four different types of racing tours. I'm not, I won't be surprised if it turns up on Le Mans as well, like, you know, just for bands, for vibes. But, <laughs> but like, I feel like they're just, they're just taking that light away from him and they'll bring him back next year. Maybe not to Red Bull. Maybe not to Red Bull, maybe to the Alpha Tori and and it will probably be able to prove himself again. So that's that's that was my thought process behind that. And again, I've been reading in different places like uh, Gasly is likely out after the end of the year because it doesn't it doesn't really speak well of the Red Bull setup either. I'm not it doesn't praise them, it doesn't really shout them. But also, you know, if Sonoda is not getting the results and is swearing at them continuously. I won't be surprised if they chuck him out as well. So that seat there is that one that's like, mm, anything can happen. You know, if the doctor takes his meds today and it feels great, then yeah, if he's not feeling good, if he's pissed off at someone, anything happens. You, you, you don't mess with a doctor in it, Kunle. You, you always have to look over your shoulder when you're a Red Bull. He's a ruthless man. Exactly. I know, but if you're Max Verstappen, you're safe. Let's be honest. You're always going to be safe if you're Max Verstappen. Any other driver in that whole Red Bull fraction, institution, whatever they got going on, man, you're never safe. I'm going to come to you on this, Richard. You went for Liam Lawson and Sonoda. What was your thinking behind that? Um, kind of to pick up what Conley was saying. I think I think as he's going to be out at the end of the season, no matter what sort of season he has. I just think with Alpha Tari, they'll probably be happy with Gazzini. But at the end of the, uh, end of the day, Red Bull get the you know the final decision really. And I think if you're not if you're Alpha Tari, you're not you know with a view to progress up to Red Bull, you're kind of just taking up a seat. So and I think with with, with Red Bull and Alpha Tari, it's more like a conveyor belt sort of thing. So they would want to you know they've they've already got three um, academy drivers in F two competing. Which is Liam Lawson, Yori Vips, and Jehan Dedavula. I know butchered his name. They've got Deruvula. them three. Yeah, flying yeah, the Indian it. flag for us. Yeah, I, I apologize. I'm not trying to offend. So <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's playing. We'll <laughs> no, so um, yeah, so they've got them three competing in F2. So my theory is that they'll probably want to get. I probably want to get one of them up into that Alpha Tower seat for next year. It it could be Jehan. It could be Yori. I just said Liam just because he had a good um, first race, so first like first weekend even um, in Bahrain. So I just kind of went for him just randomly, really. But uh, yeah, as with as with Sonoda, I just think he's he's kind of nailed on, especially with all the hype behind him and whatnot. Unless he has like a disastrous season, but I can't really see that happening to be honest. Yeah, hopefully Sonoda took on our comments from the last pod and uh, you know can hopefully improve his performances going forward and not shout down the radio, man. This is your team. You've got to look after them. Right, the doctor gonna, may right, came knocking, might come knocking. Right, right, I've got a question for Richard. So, Richard, you say, like, you know, for these guys at um, the Red Bull setup, if Red Bull don't see you driving for Red Bull, then you're taking space. That said, we know Gasly is done, is done Red Bull and they've dropped him down and they've not looked at him again. Oh, they're not looking at him again. Because if they were looking at him, they would have brought him back up again after this year. So, do you think? Do you think Albon is done? Is done and out of F one with Red Bull? Is that what you? Mean? No, because I think I think with I think with Albon, um, 
I've got the feeling that they view him a bit differently rather than to drop him back down to Alvatari. I think it's between him. I think for next year, it's between him and Checo for the Red Bull seat. I think they'd want to give him another goal straight into the Red Bull seat rather than drop him down, to be honest. Because they've already given it, because at the end of the day, they gave him 18 months in that Red Bull seat. He did have his good moments and he did have his bad moments as well. I think it'll almost be like taking up a seat slash a waste of time if they're just relegating them to a mid-table side. Mid-table side. A mid-table team, basically. So I think what they're going to do is that if they are going to bring him back, they're going to put him back into the deep end again with Red Bull. Because you got to need to bear in mind, he is still um, he is still keeping up with sharpness with DC, being a DCM. And he is their um, test and development driver. So he gets input on the development of the Red Bull car, especially for next year. So with that making sense, there's no point in slopping him back down to Alfa Tauri if you're, if you're making him um, be a part of the development. So that's why I think it's a straight shootout between him and Checo for next year's seat. In fact, I even think he, he's probably get prepped up for a 2023 seat, really. Depending on how Checo does, really. So I that's, have, why, that's I, why I, I have a question. Is, is my right, signal okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Sorry, Loud yeah. and clear. Great. Um, so in terms of Checo and um, Albon, I would hate to see it happen. However, do you think mm. that if Checo had like a solid season moving forward, like everything was great, do you think Albon would still get a shot at that seat? No, I don't. Okay. No, I think because um, you need to be a man, Checo is kind of like the way with Mark Webber was. He was he's been brought out. He's been brought up from the outside. He's not came through the academy or through their system. So he's not going to be there for a long time. No, no, no. Three years maximum, no yeah, matter no, what he does. That. He's going to be there, yeah. I just think, depending, because they're going to be very stringent on Checo for him to perform. If he's not getting a Bottas, they'll probably bend him off for album and take that risk to hope that album's developed in those 12 yeah. months. Really. Yeah. No, so, that, that I agree with. I, yeah, yeah. So I see it as that, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, I'd say it's like 75-25 at the moment for Checo. But as I said, unless he has a disastrous season, which I don't really see that happening, but it's F1, anything can happen. I see Checo getting another year. But the only way Checo can make it awkward for Red Bull if he maybe wins the title next year. That, so other than that, or maybe, finish, I don't know, maybe finishes ahead of Max. Something really awkward to where there's not really a justification to get rid of Checo for Albon because there's no guarantees Albon will do what Checo did. And then it'd be outraged. Oh, if he's finished second in the championship, hypothetically, why would you bring Albon in? So yeah, that's that's how I see it really. I understand. I actually feel quite sorry for Gasly though. Cause I know yeah, yeah. Yeah. because I, I, he's, he does well at He's Alpha in an awkward Tal, spot. And Alpha, yeah. And Alpha Tal we like him. You can even tell when mm. they're talking on the radio, when they're talking to principal, they like him. It's Red Bull that just is done. I mean, he, he's given them probably one of their greatest moments in in, in the past ten years with with that race win at um, Monza, which I love to remind Kunle of. Has a fantastic race win last year. And look, look Kunle, you might as well continue watching the tennis, bro. I'm <laughs> going to keep reminding you of this of this race win at Monza that that filled Alpha Tauri with uh, such such excitement and and happiness. But yeah. so, sorry, one last one last thing on Gasly. Yeah. You see, you see what the thing with Gasly that um, that puts him in that position is that he did not do what Science did. So you see with Carlos Science, remember Carlos Science and Max were in Alpha um, together. Yeah, Toro Rosso. Toro Rosso, yeah. Toro Rosso at the time, and 
when that sit opened up at Red Bull, who got the call? When um, Kvyat got dumped, Max got the call, and Kvyat got dropped down. And I think that was the point where Carlos Sainz was like, you know what? This man don't rate me. I'm just here to fill up the space. If I don't make my way myself, it's never going to happen. They're going to replace me at some point. So yeah, no, I get you. So get your point. So you, you get my point, right? You see what I'm saying. Yeah. So the thing is, so now Gasly, Gasly, what Gasly should have done was find him, find himself a sit that was open up last year. If he had a long term contract at a different sit, he's not worrying about whether he's going to be at AT next year or not. You know, it would be in the same position like Ricardo is or Carlos Sainz is, even if it's a temporary two year drive. And you use your use your performances to leverage another contract, but so, now, so like now, it's like we we can all sort of agree that regardless of how well it drives for for Alpha Tauri next year for this year, there's a chance he's getting kicked out of that team or he's leaving the team, regardless of how well he drives. I think I think he was still so remember Drive to Survive when we were watching it. I think I, when when they were showing his scene for the Monza win and everything, it was Monza, right? But when they showed that, when he was talking, I think he still was trying to prove to Red Bull. So I agree with what you mean. Like, science's mind shifted a lot earlier than Gasly's mind shifted because up until that point, he was still trying to, in the car driving, I can't remember, but there was still this kind of idea that he was twerking for Red Bull. In a sense, yeah. like he was trying to like really show them that he could do it. Um, I think he's realised now that Red Bull just do favourites. It's very clear. I think also, not I think also with, with Pierre as well, I feel like, issue with him, I feel like he, he's comfortable at AlphaTauri because he's the main guy. He's got the experience, he's got the knowledge, he can lead the team. But the issue is with that Red Bull seat, I think he knows with that Red Bull seat, he's not getting there because they don't want him. Even in this um, tribune to um, Anton Hubert, rest in peace. He even started listening to the Red Bull team there and started saying, uh, listen, I, I don't feel comfortable with Red Bull. They don't want me. But I thought it was an issue where he's comfortable being the small fish, no, the big fish in the small pond. But I feel like if he doesn't want to be the small fish in the big pond. And part of me feels like that's why he, he hasn't looked at the other teams because the only available seats now really true I can say is Alfa Romeo, Williams, Haas. And I don't think he wants to take the downgrade to go down. So I think he just can't raise that, but he wants to leave and go to a bigger team. And that's kind of the issue. I feel like Alpine possibly, but Ocon's performing well now and we'll get into Alpine later anyways. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I think with Gazi though, he needs to kind of play the long game like what Science did. Because yeah, Science went on loan to um, Renault for four races and then he done a full, like a full season there. And then he managed to get the reward of going to McLaren. Done two years at McLaren. Now he's at Ferrari. If you would have said that five years ago, people would have laughed at you. You know, signs at Ferrari alongside Leclerc and whatnot. So I think with him, him dropping down, it's like a Williams or Hazard or whatever. He needs to play the long game of doing half decent or whatever for like a year or two. Then go up to another mid-table side, whether it be like Alpine or whoever's in the mid-table. And then he can get to a top side. It probably obviously won't be Red Bull, but if he can go to whoever's popping and you know, next three, four, five years, it'll be McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari. Yeah, 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 something like that. (laughs) Then that will open up basically. So I think he needs to play the long game, really, because he's 25 now and you know, he's 
you know, he, he's still got time on the side, but he doesn't want to be wasting his, be- his best years away, really, you know, in mediocre cause. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Richard, I'm, I'm, I, I, I kind of agree with you there. I think he's got to stop putting himself in in the shot window for Red Bull. Like, word of advice, you know, you, you don't go back to your ex, in it. It don't work out. So just forget it, leave it, move on, and you'll mess. You'll get back to Red Bull eventually. So I personally think moving forward, um, on on onto our next team, obviously. Um, I've suggested that he's probably going to go to Alpine, not as a stepping stone next year, but I think he's going to do a couple of years there. And then similar to Vettel, maybe end up at Ferrari, maybe end up at McLaren. He doesn't necessarily, in my view, need to go back to Red Bull. I think that ship has sailed, cut your ties and bite them right where it hurts. And that's by driving for a rival and hopefully toppling them. Um, So yeah, my, my, my suggestion is that Gasly is going to be at Alpine next year alongside Esteban Ocon. Um, there's been a suggestion around it online. Um, I can see that happening. Um, to be honest with you, I don't see Fernando Alonso covering himself in a lot of glory this year. He's on a heavy, heavy contract. I think as the season goes on, you're going to see Alonso shine through. Um, I think, I, I personally, I think he, he complains a lot. I think um, he's not the driver that he once was. This is not 2009. This is not 2006. Not even 2012. Like this, it's sex this, days. It's not them days. No yeah, more. it's 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 not them days no more. Um, mm. You know they, you know they rebranded this year. You know they got a nice color car. You know they got they got Alonso there. But um, personally, I don't think he will be there next year. However, Kwame, you think he will? Now, what what makes you think uh, Alonso and Ocon will remain at Alpine next year? Well, um, sticking with Alonso, I feel like this year, Alonso, that guy's got too much pride. Um, you see how he is when he drives. You see how he's when he's in, got interviews. I don't see him. He just joined this year. I don't see him trying to dip after just a year in. That's flopped. I think he tries to stay, stick out to his contract, especially as well when Alpine have done big money for him as well. Even though it's looking like at the moment Ocon's gonna um outdo him he's got him hasn't he has has, hasn't he got him three one in race yeah he has he has um only Mm. been in the first race and since then he's always been on job so yeah i feel like alonso issue alonso is too much pride and i feel like i've been with too much pride as well so i don't think they're gonna cut losses just yet i think i'll still care for the regulations for 2022 if it does work out or alonso gets tired then i think he'll leave after the next season i think we'll see his contract with ocon Ocon's interesting because if you asked me before the season started, I would have been saying Gasly would have been there. I was wearing Ocon last year, but this year he's been doing pretty well. He's been uh, up to toes with Alonso. Some people say he's one of the best in this current generation. I'm not saying that, but he's a two-time world champion. He's the guy to beat Schumacher, guy to go head to toe against um, Hamilton and Vettel. And he's Ocon's doing well this season. So I feel like they will stick out Ocon. And uh, yeah, I see them two kind of staying for next season. After that was yeah, yeah. I I I guess Celia, you you echo the same sentiment as you've also gone for Ocon and Alonso for next year as well. Yeah, I think it'll be similar to how we had um, Vettel and Ferrari. The first, you know, you have the first season. They'll want it. They'll want to see it work. They will hopefully Mm -hmm. try. So I think it will. I think 
by next season, if it's not working, then you'll see it go. I, I just don't think they're going to want to let go immediately. I think Pride for the team, like they made too big of a deal of him coming back. Um, it was part of the rebrand. Um, it was, I think, Ricky leaving, one big contract. I just think it just, yeah, I think they will stick with him for at least one and a half by the by, by halfway through next season, if it's if it's not going well, we'll hear that he's going. But I think anytime soon, no, I think they'll stick it out. Nice, nice, nice. Um, any more for any more, Richard Kunle on on the Alpine setup before we get into Alpha and Haas. I think so. I know I put I put um I put Ocon and um I mean who did I put up again? You no. put Alonso and Gasly. I know I put Gasly up there, but I. Think, I think Alonso. I think I think Alonso stays. I mean, I, I swear he's getting twenty large. They're giving him 20, 20, 20 m's or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not walking away from. So 20 he's got to justify that though. I'm not walking away from it though. Like I don't care what kind of pride I've got. I'm yo. I'm staying there. If I'm finishing last, I'm finishing last. I'm mm-hmm. getting my twenty large. You know, I'm smiling. I'm good. And I put Gasly there initially because I felt like Ocon probably would leave. But then thinking about it, I know Ocon, Ocon, like, I always, I always, I don't know why I always forget this, but I know Ocon has, like, he's, like, in a triangle with Mercedes and Alpine. But then Toto, yeah, Toto, Toto has also said that it's Alpine that has first call on him, like, you know, because it's their current driver and he has the choice to stay with them and sign a longer-term contract or... Like there's nothing at Mercedes for him, so and I don't think he's gonna go drive at Williams. And unless Mercedes decides to buy Alfa Romeo or Ferrari, or they decide to buy another team into F1, he needs to drive because he's he's good at it. So I think I think even though I've got Alonso and Gasly up there, I won't be surprised if at the start of next year it's Alonso and Ocon. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I you know Ocon's done well this year. Hopefully. He can keep it up, and um, yeah, we'll 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 see how it uh, works got, out for him. I've got a question for Richard, though. Why do you think Piastri is going to get into that team? Um, it's a good question, actually. To be honest, I was going to copy the anecdote and think you know LP might do OFB original French boys, but then I thought <laughs> you know the beef was the beef would seem was probably a bit too strong, so I thought mm, maybe not. But yeah, reason reason uh, reason for Piastri actually, funny enough, is because. I was talking to doing a bit of research on their team principal, right? And at Mo, when he was at Moto GP, were like um, is it was it Yamaha or Suzuki or whatever? Uh, Suzuki. Yeah, yeah, with oh, yeah. Suzuki. The thing is, Ave, what he likes to do is promote people from like the F2 equivalents of um, Moto GP, so Moto 2. But he likes to promote them early, like the guys where people have suggested that they shouldn't be promoted as quick, like sort of like similar to like what's going on with Sonoda at the moment. Where people think he's been promoted a bit too quick, he likes to do that and then put them in like you know, champ- like so it's like championship contender teams, and it usually pays off. And the time that he was there in MotoGP, he managed to do that three times. Where he managed to call you know people that got called up a bit who he thought got called up a bit too early, but then it ended up paying off. So I thought he might translate that into F1 and call up someone from the Alpine Academy who's in F2. And then, so I thought about, okay, there's Piastri, there's, uh, what else did he go? Christine uh, Lungard. Lungard and uh, Jacques. Yeah, and Jab as well. 
So I thought, okay, maybe he might call up Piastri, depending on where he finishes. And maybe, you know, he might just think, oh, into the future, let's just let's look to the world's future. Let's just go young, new regulations, so on, so on. And let's just see if that risk pays off. So I thought maybe he might go down that route. Perhaps that's the reason why I picked Piastri, really. Mm. I don't see I also think a lot. I also think Alonso's too toxic for him as well. I just I feel like they're gonna bump heads a lot as well. So I feel like even though we signed a two-year deal, he's gonna try and look to shift them out early and get one of the academy boys in. Because to be honest, Alpine don't really promote from the academy. Like I can't remember the, the last time that they done that really when it was being Renault or whatever. I don't know, it might have been like Grosjean or something like back 10 years ago. But you don't really promote from the academy. But now you've got a principal that does that. Yeah. Go on, Kuna. No, no, I, I'm just saying, like, because I feel like with, with with the new, like, with the new, the next next year's cars are going to be new cars, no, like new new regulation cars. So I feel like a lot of those, a lot of these guys would want like one old head, apart from Haas, obviously, because Haas don't give a shit. Haas are just here for vibes. A lot of a lot of the a lot of the teams would have like someone that is like reliable. And in as much as we don't, I don't rate Alonso that much. I still feel like if you have a decent car that can stay on the road, it's going to reliably give you development information and solid points on your car. Like it'll tell you what can be improved or stuff like that. At least that's what the paddock sort of has to believe. But yeah, I mean, that's one of those teams where you're not really sure what's going to happen there. Like too much, too much ifs and buts there. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Let's see what happens with um, Alpine. Personally, I think they're going to cut ties with Alonso. Um, I, I, I think he's going to show his age this year. Um, as much as he claims to be part of the young driver program, and uh, you know, one of these young young kids that can uh, fight out with the um, with with the younger drivers. But look, let, let's see what happens there. Let's look at Haas now. Um, Obviously, he's going to be there. Um, but a lot of us, he being Maz's spin. Um, but we also reckon that, you know, Schumacher, uh, four of us reckon that Schumacher's going to be alongside him, apart from Richard. Um, l- let me come to you on this, um, Kwame. Um, Schumacher tends to have a good second season, doesn't he, at the um, at, at, at the team he races for. Um, mm. I guess we see that again with, with Haas next year. Yeah, um, hopefully that'll be the case for him. I feel like um, he's a guy as well who needs consistency. And I feel like Ferrari put that they're kind of in there in bed with Haas. I only put it that in. Um, they've transferred some of the engineers from Ferrari to Haas. Um, they've even Haas even got base in Marinello as well, which is um, Ferrari's HQ. So I feel like I feel like Ferrari are making the shots and making the call. I'm pretty sure Gunter himself even said that Ferrari would once he made the choice about where Shumi goes. Literally, they said, you're, you're going Haas, even though I feel like it would be better than Alfa they said, boom, you're going Haas. So I feel like that would be the case here. They've also got multi-year uh, contracts, sadly, the both of them. Um, but I feel like um, it, they're hiring for the future of the team. We don't know what the future of the team is. We don't know if um, Dr. Egghead is going to buy out or um, the other guy with long hair and the beard is going to buy out or whatnot. But... I feel like the future, I feel like they're looking at the future and the future Reds, two young rookies. It doesn't make sense changing the rookies. They're obviously growing the team, but 
I'm confident hopefully Mick next year can lead the team. He's already had some good performances already uh, from the TV in the uh, Williams car, which um, his teammate uh, George Russell has been putting to the edge of Q2. Um, so, yeah. Uh, listen, yeah. the car's trash. We know the car's trash, but hopefully they make the right movements next year so Mick can have a good season. That's what Definitely, yeah. We, we, you, know, you, you never know. Mick, Mick Hive could be trending a bit more. Um, it started trending on 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 Pit Stop Frackers Discord of all places. That was where you you heard Mick Hive first. Yeah, that, um, is a, that is nasty. But yeah, no, it was nasty. But Kunle, you, you you were in there battling the guys on the Discord. So hopefully, hopefully you could let them speak and um, let's see if it happens. He he always tends to have a good second season. So. Let's see. Let's see if it works out for him. Um, we can touch on Alfa Romeo. To be honest with you, I know that there's a lot of permutations, a lot of Wait, sorry, you know, Anik, combinations before, that we have on the screen. Anik, Anik, before you go yeah, to yeah. Alfa Romeo, Richard, I need to understand why Kvyat. Like, where did Kvyat come from? Makes no sense. I think. He's okay, hang, because... okay. Hang on, hang on. Hear me out. So I was scrolling on Twitter as you do, tapping into F1 Twitter, and someone said that they they've seen. That if my if the you know Dimitri Mazepin does buy El Haz, that he'll want an all Russian Lionel. So I was thinking, okay, that kind of does make sense. So of course, who else is Russian? Kvyat, obviously. The fingers are fingers are with Mick as well as that. Oh mate. He he only like Dimitri Mazepin ain't broke, he ain't a broke boy. Like he's got racks on racks on like he's got he can buy you a bacon, just let's put it that way. Yeah, buy you a he couple can. of bacons, you know. He's worth like almost seven billies, he, you know. He's not no small boy, you get me? So, he doesn't need Mick Schumacher's little 10, 15 mil of the sponsors that he's bringing in. What does he need that for? If he can, you know, make a proper Putin FC, he's going to bring him to Kvyat. Putin FC? That sounds awful. That actually sounds awful. I get what you mean, but that sounds... I want it, it does, I know, I know, I know, it does, especially with Rich, Rich Energy as sponsoring it as well. It sounds like an absolute shit show. But hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a shit show, may as well go all the way. So why have this little German kid, who's the son of Michael, you know, with, he's got all these straps and whatever, whatever, just bringing caveat, you know, make it full, full, you know, controversial. So yeah. that's the only reason why I said that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope, look, I hope that doesn't happen, man. That yeah, was, I, 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 I hope it doesn't see what hey ho. Terrible, terrible, awful, awful. I'm so sorry, I have to stress that sounds awful, awful. Lost for words, but so Richard, you suggested then on the back of that that Schumacher will probably move to Alfa Romeo. I don't want to touch too much on Alfa Romeo after their uh, horrendous pit stop yeah. last week, you know, bringing out a deflated tyre, you know. At, I don't, I don't know how much time we can give them on our pod, to be honest with you. Um, as I said to all our listeners, all our viewers on YouTube, let us know in the comments. You know, we're going to put this the, these combos on the Twitter page. Interact with it. Let us know your thoughts on these. Um, but the general consensus is that Giovinazzi will be there next year. Kwame went for Hulkenberg and Eilat. Um, Celia reckons the F2 winner will partner Giovinazzi next year. And I said it'll be Giovinazzi and Eilat. Um, at the helm for, for Alfa Romeo. Um, guys, we may as well get stuck into the meat and bones of this. Um, where do we go first? Let's go to Mercedes. So we all 
chosen the same combo at Mercedes. And surprise, surprise, it's not what it is this year. Um, we've all gone for Hamilton and Russell next year at Mercedes, which means that Mr. Valtteri Bottas is not going to be there next year. Only four races in. Celia, are we being too harsh? Four races in. Listen, before someone on Twitter comes and starts shouting at me again, telling me that I'm being too harsh on Bottas, la la la. I'm so sorry. Even Bottas himself knows that he's gone now. You see last week's you see last week's race when they said he needed to move out of the way for um Hamilton and Hamilton. Hamilton. That was that was all I that was the the clear sign that I needed for what I already knew was was done from probably two from two races ago. He's not there next season. He's trying to be selfish in a very stupid way. That just doesn't make sense because I don't know why he was trying to hold him up. It just didn't make sense. He was very stupid. But having said that, he's gone. He knows he's gone. Um, obviously, Mercedes have come out. Toto has come out and said that we we unlike other people, we weren't just removed. We weren't doing musical chairs. Blah blah blah. So they'll give him this season for sure. But once the season is out, he is gone. I think he also knows he's gone. I said, because usually his Mr. Dependable moves out of the way for Hamilton to do his job. The reason why he didn't move out of the way is because he knows it's over. But I'm so sorry. People do things like that when they know that their time is basically finished. Their time is up. Um, I think that Russell is every day you hear great things about Russell. I mean, I saw something a bit wild saying that... Um, he was at race place with Hamilton and how he's going to yeah. be, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I get it. I like the kid. I like the way he drives. I mean, I'm not going to disrespect Sir Lewis Hamilton like that. However, I would say that he's that he's done more than enough to prove in a subpar car that he can do a lot and that he deserves the seat. Um, I think Bottas is just finished every every season he comes with this i'm on a different wave i'm in a different mindset um your pace is off i just don't get it i as i said i go back to last even last season i feel like they gave him a lifeline because russell russell came in and tore it up in the car not even having how many practices in it i'm so sorry from that moment i knew that bottas was on thin ice so i think that this 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 season his start has already shown that he's not gonna I just think no I just can't there's nothing anyone can say I think the reason why why Toto came out to even like defend and say that we're not going to get rid of him now is because any other team or Red Bull he'd be gone because it's just not working so uh, yeah definitely gonna Hamilton I feel like he's good I feel like he loves it and like this season, I feel like if this season was like last season, he probably would have retired. But having Max really on his tail, having to do different types of driving, like feeling the competition again, I feel like he's going to stay for another year at least. So, 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 so if Hamilton wins it this year, be number eight, still be more motivation there, even though he would have broken history. I think it's the comp- He's a very competitive person. And he enjoys what he does. And I, I don't know for certain. I mean, he, it's it's a bit mm, with him because once mm-hmm. he's broken the record, he has that choice. But if you saw the way he was talking after that first race, and even after last week's race, like you can just you feel the energy. Like he, even his interviews are completely different to um, how they were last season because 
he enjoys, he thrives off that competition. Even um, Nico was saying it when he was talking about the competition um, and about between him and him. He was saying that, yeah, like Lewis lives for that kind of competition. He is a competitor. And so mm-hmm. it's like um, Schumacher, he, Alonso knocked him off. I think that if, I think he enjoys that challenge. So I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to go just yet. Personally. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I'll, I'll be here for it, man. I've got, I've got too much time for Hamilton. The more he wins, the more I smile. Uh, and, and, and the more happier we are. Richard, um, Bottas, he's, he, what, he's not staying for 22? Why not? Nah, I, I just can't see it happening, really. Um, even though Toto's never been in a position to actually get rid of a driver, really, um, I think this time he'll, he's going to have to. Because at the end of the year, it's going to make it three years since George has been at Williams. And, you know, the brother's starving. Like, he's just right around 100%. the back market. Back market. <laughs> he can't even get a point. He's just... The brother's starving. He's going... He's going, he's going the Aster with only a partner's bank account. It's just it's peak for him. Do you get me? It's like B. He's going with Selfridge's window shopping, thinking, oh, we should could afford yeah. that. But see, but he, he can't afford it. So I think Toto's going to have to make a decision to make, really, is that if he doesn't promote uh, Russell for next year, he might end up losing them. You know, there might be a mad situation where a door opens up at, you know, somewhere like Alpine or something, I don't know, so, something mad like that, really. And I think George will take it because, you know, as I said, the poor guy, if, when you think about it, when he won F2, he won it ahead of Lando Norris and Alex, Alex Arbon, right? So yeah. Lando Norris has had two years and counting in that McLaren and he's been enjoying life. You know, he's got a couple of podiums. He's got loads of point finishes. He's shown up with Danny, Danny Vick. And, you know, Arbon, he, he had a nice, you know, 18 months at Red Bull, you know, Couple of podiums here and there and whatever, but George has never experienced that. And like, if he's staying any longer at a back, assuming Williams, you know, if if let's say for example, if you know the new regs come in and Williams end up still being a backmarker team, that'll be a fourth year in a row where he's wasting his talent. You don't want him to stagnate. So, I think I think Tulsa's going to have to will 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 make decision that. He's going to swap Bottas for Georgia, take that risk. Because at the end of the day, it'll be good prep for him to learn off Lewis in order to try and be the number one to be, to lead Mercedes into the future. Like, he's not going to learn too much off Bottas. I mean, he can learn something, but compared to Lewis, it's, he's it's not, not going to learn. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not in day. day, isn't it? It's not in day. So that'll be good prep. So let's say Lewis, you know, retires 2022. Then, you know, George might be ready. He's taking on all the knowledge or the info. And then yeah, that'll be I think that'll be the most logical decision, really. Because he's a good, he's a very, he's a very, very good driver. Like what he does in the Williams, I think it I feel like he does he works miracles in it. Yeah, he does a madness. Yeah, like he, does, he does a madness, yeah. He does a madness. And as I said, I always go back to that initial race that he did in the Mercedes. Imagine him and Hamilton driving. I think it would be such a good it's like future, it's like the future. It's like Lewis preparing the future. It would be, yeah. to me, it makes perfect, perfect sense. I think, yeah. And obviously, Hamilton, if you're listening out there, apologies. You are Sir. I know he keeps saying Lewis Hamilton, but you are Sir Lewis Hamilton. Uh, all of us here at Pit Stop Fracker, we think you're going to be there next year. Hopefully, you're going to make it number eight, uh, number nine. Sorry, number nine for 2022. My apologies. Um, Kunle, let me. Let, let me come to you 
just wrapping up here. Um, so you think that Hamilton and Russell are going to be at Mercedes next year. And you also think that uh, Aitken and Latifi, I hope I pronounced that right, Aitken and Latifi at Aitken. Williams next year. Aitken. Yeah. So, so, so where, where does that leave your, your, your guy Bottas? What's he going to be doing? Is he going to be a pilot? Is he going to be driving yachts? Um, is is, is he going to be doing rallies? Is he going to be doing Le Mans? What, what's, what's happened to Bottas next year then? I don't give a shit what happens to Bottas next year. Indy, 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 Indy. Here you go. <laughs> 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 He's going to be doing cycling tour de France, isn't he? He's going to go. 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 Another spa. Another spa vacation. We'll see some more cheeks. Yeah. He's going to go do something and I don't really care what he does. Um, But I'm not putting I'm not putting Russell in Mercedes because I think he's going to be a great Mercedes driver. I'm just putting him in there because... I want him to be in the mud. I want him to be in a car that's going to be faster. He doesn't know what he's going to be doing in that car, and he's going to mm-hmm. struggle. I'm, I'm here Don't to. I'm, here vibes. To, I'm so yes, sorry yes. to interrupt. I want George Russell. Well, in welcome the to mud. Conley's world. I want George Russell in the mud. I know I'm going to get killed for this anywhere, everywhere. Bad vibes. I want that man in the mud. Not because, not because the kid isn't. The kid's not done anything wrong. Actually, he's done something wrong. He's crashed into Bottas. And he's, he didn't take responsibility immediately. He, he's trying to be like a big man. I know you man reference Bahrain, the, that, that Grand Prix, but we've said it times without number. That track deceives people. It's an easy track to drive. You know, it's not the most technical track. It's an easy track to drive. And we, the man was getting coached all through. It's like It was basically like Bono in his hair telling him, yeah, press this button. Yeah, go left, go right turn around he had a driving instructor in his ears like that man did not drive that he didn't drive that car by himself but that's not what my agenda is that's not what my agenda is i'm this 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 was but let me tell you this mercedes and williams was the last one i did and what triggered it to be the last was i saw that tweet the one you referenced about a certain man in the williams team saying russell is doing yeah. hamilton is doing hamilton yeah. numbers. Oh, that was cheeky nice no, i said it and, that was cheeky and you know what? That just that basically said, okay, you man want to break, you man want this boy to get crucified, you want him to get killed. I'm here for it. I'll take, I'll gladly look, listen, I'm saying you're here today. I'll gladly be the number one George Russell hater in that Mercedes car. Because of a tweet that he didn't even a statement I he didn't not, even no, make. That's, that's wow. his man's that's his man's it should keep his man's in order. That's Bad his boy. Vibes. Yes, Bad vibes. I do not care. That's his boy. You know, whatever happens you to him. You were for real, boy. I tell you, I got a response. Uh, you're you're, you're for riding out for Bottas. Right, right, you're right, gonna right. be. You're, you're gonna you be, be rapping like Reggie around. for real. No, no, I'm. Repping, I'm this at this point is I'm repping Lewis because you're not comparing George Russell to Lewis. I like you do not do one that. But he, but he, but he doesn't. No, it's not one, that, that's the thing, though. It's not one guy though. It's the whole of a certain part of Twitter that's always like, yeah, if we put George Russell in that car, he's doing the same thing, or is doing better than Lewis. Oh, it's, uh, it's not. It's not one guy. Let's let's not act like it's one guy. Let's not act like it's one guy. I want him to go to that team. I want him to get. You know when 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 someone says, you know, I don't know if you remember Mike Tyson saying, "I want to eat your heart. I want to eat your soul. I want to eat your children." I want him to get eaten up. I don't even mind Mercedes. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't mind. Edit, edit, edit. I don't. Edit. <laughs> I don't mind Mercedes not winning the the constructors championship. 
I want to see that man finish Listen, first of all, Kunle. Hamilton's a vegan, by the way. So let's just. Look, listen, I'm pissed. Like, I'm legit pissed. Like, you don't compare that man to Lewis Hamilton. Maybe a couple look, podiums. See. Maybe you'll get a couple podiums, but I want to be seeing him P7, P9, P11, P10, P8, P6. And he's going to get binned at the end of this. I don't, think, I don't, think, I don't think that's realistic. Really I honestly don't think that's realistic. Okay, um, we'll see. I think. I we'll think, see. I think what he's done in the Williams, honestly, like I'm not, obviously, as, as I said, put respect on Sir Lewis Hamilton's name. We've already said that, but your, that whole bit just now was extremely harsh. Agenda's good, but this is my agenda. You know, I'm riding with my agenda. You might, you might come up, you might, I might change my mind at the start of next season when he's driving the car, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be a bit calmer. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, George Russell. I want you to do well, but yeah, I said what I said. But yeah, Bottas is out of here. He's had a good, he's had a good um, F1 ride. He's got podiums. He's got wins. Yeah, just go chill out for a year. Chill out for a year. Maybe there'll be a drive that open that opens up again. I yeah, don't, I don't, I don't think he wants to go back to that Williams. I don't see him going back to Williams unless unless Mercedes are financing it, unless they're paying it for it. I don't think he wants to take that step back. Nah, well, I'm I mean, uh, obviously, Kunle, it, it remains to be seen um, whether or not Bottas, if he does move on from Mercedes, he which might, I, I mean, think he is more than likely. Might, he might have a very good rest of the season and, you know, finish P2 and sign another year at Mercedes. But, yeah, mm-hmm. well, you never know. I mean, just based on what's happened in the first four races, as well as, like, a spillover from last year as well, I really... Personally, I don't think he's going to be able to cut it. I I actually think he's going to going to go to Williams next year. Um, he, he's been there before. He he was quite comfortable there. I think he still wants to stay in Formula One. Um, I just don't think he can cut the mustard anymore at Mercedes. That is all we have time for today. Uh, on on that bombshell, Kunle, I think you've left a lot of us speechless. Um, let's see what happens to Bottas. Um, at the ruin at the end of this year. Let's see what happens to Russell in 22. Already, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Kunle, you've set in stone agendas already. Um, and yeah, I guess with that, the you know we will look to wrap it up here. The um, lineup that we have on screen at the moment, we're going to put that under the tweet. Feel free to let us know your thoughts on it. There's a lot of combos that we haven't gone over. Uh, you know, like Kwame suggested Hulkenberg and Ilot at Alfa Romeo. Just haven't had time today to go through them all. But um, be sure to let us know your thoughts on the tweet. Um, Again, if you haven't already, sign up to the Discord. It's crazy in there. We're going to be doing, hopefully, a live next week um, where where we'll be going over the uh, Monaco Grand Prix. Um, Might not be the most exciting race, but please be sure to check out the Discord. It's always good fun um, and and a bag of laughs in there. so yeah, until then, we'll, we'll we'll have another pod for you next week to go through the Monaco race review. But until then, peace, guys. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 